The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash! Let's ride. The playoff edition. Wednesday, hump day. Getting ready to go out to the bay with Clay until the Fort Worth Star Telegram. John Mashota of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. Okay, guys. It's here. John didn't think we'd be here, but we're here. Talking about the Cowboys going Did to. Did John pick up the lose last week? Yes, I'll pick him to lose this week, too. Wow. Yes. yes. I picked him to beat Tom Brady. I just wanted to let the record show. Yes. Just. No boogeyman. He was no boogeyman. I, I've made my piece earlier in previous episodes of this show. I said that this is the best Cowboys team that I've covered. I said that it was a Super Bowl contender, and um, Nui talked me down on it. So my piece is known of, of how I feel about this team. I, I think it's a very talented team. But Because no. you talked about it being talented last week. Absolutely. We talked about how talented you said. One of the talented teams. We just didn't trust them. We didn't yeah. trust them. In my handy dandy notebook, John picked Tampa Bay twenty three to twenty. Yep. So that's what that's what John has. He didn't so. trust them, and yep. he doesn't trust them this week either. So, um, but he wants to talk about him as a support contender. But okay, okay, we'll see. Okay, I mean, they needed to prove it to me. I'm talking about what's on paper. What's on paper? They have everything that's needed. All right. So let's start. Let's start with the 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 uh, question that I get from from. People who are fans, but but not necessarily diehard football fans. What's up with the kicker? Yeah. That, that's what I. That's why I get a lot of. You like the news people want to know like, what about the yeah. kicker? Um, so uh, no, yeah, that's funny you talk about that because <clears throat> Jory and I were talking about it in the press box when it was going on. Like that's the type of thing that you're getting a text from like family members about. You know, they know that you will cover the Cowboys. They know the thing, but you're getting like these texts like, "What's going on with this guy? Is he going to make the next one?" And you're just like, "Yeah, I don't know. It happens sometimes." And then you're thinking to yourself, "No, it really doesn't happen." So I don't. Um, yeah, it is funny how that it has reached into a mainstream level. Yes. Um, in a way that, I mean, let's be honest, with the Cowboys, it happens a lot. I mean, another one that always happens like that will be not necessarily in the game, but after people will be like, you know, fr- friends of mine that aren't familiar with like, that's so cool how they all like jump in the kettle. Like, <laughs> like that's like their, their thing, you know, that. Obviously, Jerry Jones is a big thing outside of, you know, and, and obviously you watch those games, how often they show Jerry, especially this game and the family all celebrating up in the. I mean, now I'm not saying they don't do that with other teams, but there's like a Jerry Cam at games like this, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, the, the thing about the kicker is, is to me, it's concerning because. It's the playoffs? No, he's fallen off a cliff before. You like to say, well, we saw what he did during the regular season. And we got to trust that he can be that guy. He's one of the best kickers in the league, which is crazy this season. But he was great here before. You know, you go back to 2018 and 2019, he was great. You know, 80% uh, field goal makes in, in, in 2018, club record, 62-yarder. They loved him. In 2019, he falls off a cliff. And they have to cut him in week 14. It was after he'd already been NFC Player of the Week and especially Player of the Week, you know, in October. But he fell off a cliff. Is he falling off a cliff again? And can you trust him? And the Cowboys tried to get some insurance today after saying, you know, we're going to go with our guy. You know, Tristan Viscaino signs to the practice squad. Obviously, they're going to try to stick with, 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 with Brett. But if he has the yips in practice, 
Can well, you, if he, see, if he doesn't think, get it together in practice? I think that would be easy for them to decide off of that. That's not the worst-case scenario. The worst-case scenario is you got to remember what John Fossil said yesterday, that practice week was all great last week. Right. Never showed any signs. Didn't show any signs in pregame warm-up. That's the thing that you worry about because what if he is great out here? What if he is great in, 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 in pregame warm-ups? But then he gets back out there in that moment. And then that happens again. Well, I mean, because I, let's be honest, that the one of the big talking points with Mike going into this game was how difficult it was going to be to trim it down to that 48. So you think that they're going to want to try and roll out there with two kickers? No, they're they, not. They can't do that. No, I, I mean, I, I agree. But what, my point is, yes, if, if he kicks well in practice, you have to try him out and trust him in the game. Right. But my point is, what if he doesn't kick well in practice? Well, then Tristan Biscay, he knows your kicker. That's my – yeah, if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get it together even in practice, then you got to go with another guy, even though Tristan Biscay, you know – you know, he's, he's three for three this year. He's only played a couple of games on extra points, but he missed five last year. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Go back to last year when we had that conference call, and, and I was I was kind of pressing Fossil about Legatron yeah. going into the playoff. Like, you, this dude's got some issues here. And he was like, yeah, we're kind of hoping he gets together. Like, hope? This is yeah. not, you hoping here. Well, he there, the Jaguars on the line. Legatron was bad all year. Right. Starting with the first game. And they, they stuck with starting with the offseason. So, this guy has not been bad all year. So, which is, that's what I'm saying. If Legatron was bad all year long and they still rolled out with him in a playoff game, this guy's going to be there against San Francisco. So, yeah. so that that's just I, what again, it is. unless he, Again, if he is horrible in practice, they, yeah. they can't in good conscience roll him out there. I'm right. just telling you, man. That's and if this guy shows any, you know, I'm just saying, if he's horrible in practice. Yeah. And I don't think he'll be horrible in practice because it's going to be in pristine conditions, I guess. You know, they're going to put the little piece of paper out there, you yeah. know, make sure you grass. It won't be a rush, you know. Yeah. But, my God, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Because I would say this, outside of Michael Parsons, from the bulk of the season, there's nobody on the team, Michael Parsons and I guess uh, Zach Martin, there was nobody on the team who was better at their job, better at doing what they were doing, than Brett Maher. Great. Nobody. So, based on this, is it as simple as what Dak Prescott said at the press conference to us all? Hey, I had a pretty S game in Washington and came back from it and that he'll no, do it again? No, because it's mental. Again, he's he's done it before. He fell off a cliff before and couldn't get so it you back. Don't, so you tell me you don't trust him. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how anybody could put trust in the situation right now. I don't know how you can – you can hope. There's hope that, that it gets back. But trust, I, I mean, oof. I don't I mean, know, you know four, and, and, four extra points. Trust requires three things. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Dak. I mean, I mean, the quarterback, we've seen Dak do it before. He's a quarterback, the ball's in his hands every play, you know – this is kicker. I mean, it's, it's just a one-time situation, two-time situation game. You're trying it out there. And it'd be different if it was field goals. It'd be different if it was missing 40-yard field goals. We're talking about gimmies, yeah. supposed to be gimmies, extra freaking points, point after touchdowns. And then also if it's like week 11, you're like, all right, well, let's just keep going and we'll we'll adjust accordingly. But it's like this is win or go home. Like the it's momentum- going to impact on two-point conversions. They're going to be they're going to be going for two early on in this game. And then the other fa- factor in this, or, or they could be going for two early on. Um, and then the other factor in this is like, do you think that there's going to be blowouts? Like these games come down to yeah, every point matters. That was the crazy part during the game, early part of the game. But like he's missing them. Sure enough, Brady's going to come back. Right. It's going, you know, they're going to lose by one point. It's going to be because of the kicker. Brady's going to bring Dak. Right, See right, what right. Dak didn't do in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they didn't miss four extra points. You know, but but this game is different. They're 
This is a tough game. This is a good team. Every point matters. Every play matters. They're the underdog. They need every point, everything they can get to beat San Francisco. You cannot give kicks away. You can't give points away. You can't be going for two just because you don't trust the kicker. Well, based on all that, we're having this whole conversation. Bottom line is Brett Maher will be out there on Sunday at Levi Stadium to take on the 49ers as the Cowboys kicker. That's just that's going to be what it is. So, cross your fingers. Uh, have that dog that we had on our website who's praying for the Cowboys. Somebody got like praying dog for the Cowboys. We had a dog say a prayer for number 19. But he's going to be out there. And now maybe it's hoping or maybe you rely on what they're trying to say. The coaches are saying it's been good all year long. That's what you have to do. But it's a talking point, and it leads perfect into what I like to call my the 4 o'clock audience on Channel 5. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a different type of audience where they, they care. that Oh, that poor kicker. They all right. The 4 o'clock audience care. The 10 o'clock audience, they just want the gory details. So. They do. <laughs> four o'clock audience. It's the older people. They care. They just got to there's watch empathy. This. So, you know, there's there's this. empathy at four o'clock audience. Ten o'clock, hey, when you die, you lie. Give us the news. We're trying to go to bed. Right, right. So there's there's empathy. People are concerned at four o'clock. How's the kickers? You all right? That young man talking. Well, he was distraught as of yesterday. He was still distraught. I mean, that was curious that 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 Fossil used the word distraught. He yeah. was still distraught. The day after the game, distraught. Yeah, that's not really. He's distraught and he got the yips. Yeah, those are those were the words yeah. that the special teams coach, of course, hell yeah, I want to keep him, but he's distraught and got the yips. Yeah, that's not exactly he, what you want. Again, week eleven, you can deal, but playoffs, division round, playoffs, you kidding me, playoffs. Distraught and got the yips. Those are not words I want for my kicker. And what did you find? So, so that's what you said, like Dak. No, Dak was never distraught. So, so my next question is, what did you guys follow up with that after he said the yips and distraught? We asked him about yips and he had other guys who had the yips and coaching them through him and, and all that other stuff. He, so, I mean, he can only say what he can say. Did he mention another Hall of Famer like last year when he compared uh, compared Legatron to no? He compared, he compared him to uh, Tiger Woods. Like a golf no, Tiger Woods. It, Janikowski and Greg the Leg Zerline were the two that he said they've had the yips before, and then they've had a hot hand, and he believes in both. And so they're trying to get Brett back to having a hot hand. Well, he had a hot hand. Right. Then he fell off a cliff. And again, he's fallen off a cliff before. And if you remember, they stuck with him too long back then. Yes, they did. That was very. Man, we talked about that. They stuck with him too long yeah, back then. That was maddening. But it is a sports type of thing. And that might have got Jason him. fired. That year Jason got fired. But it is also. Because Jason could still be here. It's very sports. It's very sports like. <laughs> Surprise. <that. laughs> <laughs> uh, chill, chill, chill boots are back in Texas. Surprise, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, he does this in the media room at least at least once every other day, I and I fall for it every time. But no, uh, it is. Wayne. It would be such a sports type thing for him to then kick the game winner in this game, I or said, you know, or it'd be a cowboy like thing for him to miss an extra point that cost him the game. Well, sure. I, what was sure. the, Tampa? Remember Tampa Bay two years ago? Uh, Legatron screwed up. Left four points on the field. Oh, that, that killed him. The, the season over against Tampa Bay. And then the next week goes on out there to Cronky World and you know kicks a field goal, ends up uh, winning the game, and, and yes, McCarthy sir. gave the game ball. So yeah. that's that's, yeah. that's that's what you're you're not to make any excuses. Um, 
but at least you're that in that situation you're going back inside and so he's going to go from one outdoor to another which another thing that John Fossil mentioned he's like you know hasn't kicked he hasn't kicked at Levi Stadium before he's talking about it's outside there's a wind and oh, everything yeah, wind in North he's like, Carolina. it's not an easy and, not an easy place and, to kick and the difference between Legatron is Legatron does have a track record a championship track record a pro bowl track record this guy don't have that yeah it's it's for me too it's just d- difficult to uh see what's on the other side because you just have nothing to compare it to. You know, I mean, when Fossil mentioned the Janikowski thing, he said it was a game against Arizona, and that was missed field goals. You know, it's when yeah, you're missing it's extra, extra points, points like that. That There's certainly a mental thing to that. That re- really does remind you of a yips thing, whether it be golf, whether it be, you know, a pitcher having difficulty throwing the first base. He can throw, you know, 100 to home, but he can't throw a simple. He's got to do it underhand and things like that to first, like – when it's extra points, that to me just is it's just real mental. Man. Don't man us. Man him. Yeah. I need, I need to call Chilled, Chilled, miss, Chilled miss four extra I points need, in a row. Did not miss four. Five, actually. We go back to Washington. Oof, it started oof. in Washington game. Five oof. extra points in a row. Oof. But he made the last one. He made the last one. Hey. I, I wouldn't even watch the game at that time. Did the last one go right through down the middle? Because, you know, we were writing at that time. You think I was watching that? I'm just, I can't remember. I know he made it. But it did, did it go right, it down, the right down the middle? Did, okay, thank you. There I you go. Got it back. The, the, the entire crowd cheered Trains for back him. on the track. <laughs> the entire crowd yeah. cheered for That's him. Right, that's right. The whole crowd cheered. That's yes. right. Uh, I remember hey, that. Everybody, everybody, everybody hit You mean the Cowboy fans that were left? Because the Buccaneers fans were gone. You know it's going to be kind of funny, too, in this game? They was out of there. Is they're going to be, they're going to get early in this game, they're going to get in what will be field goal range. It'll be like fourth and two, and they're going to go for it. And people are going to think it's because of Maher. But let's be honest, this Mike McCarthy's been really aggressive in those situations. You know, I was asked of him yesterday about in the fourth quarter when they went for it on that fourth and four, I think it was, that they ended up scoring the touchdown on. And uh, and Mike said it wasn't because of the field goal kicker. I mean, they have been pretty aggressive on offense. So I expect yes. them to be the exact same way against San Francisco. I expect them, if it comes down to fourth and two, uh, on San Francisco's side of the field, I expect I expect the Cowboys to go for it. All right, let's take our first break after all this uh, negativity. I feel like I'm going to call Pat. Yeah, well, my daughter, just, my thing, daughter just texted me. She got a ticket because she was driving fast. You got the money. That's why you I don't. Yeah, that's she, why you do. She's 17, under 18. You don't need a ticket. Okay, mm. so we'll be doing a show tomorrow. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> He's like, uh, do y'all have a show on Friday? Because I could probably do that too. She <laughs> goes, like, do you know who my dad is? I mean, I tell she, she, <laughs> she got a heavy foot. I like, I've been telling her to slow down. Oh, I wonder where she got that from. I don't drive fast. Oh, okay. I really don't. Okay. Uh, when we I'm come back, old man driving. <laughs> the challenge I'm, I'm for tweeting. Tyler Smith <laughs> this week as the Cowboys face the uh, man who's most likely going to win the defensive MVP award, yeah, ma'am. Nick Bosa, with Clarence Hill, the Star Telegram, John Mashona of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it... 
Miller time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the 2022 NFL playoffs. Come out to Miller Light Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free divisional watch party on Sunday, January 22nd. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights. Lawn games, food trucks, and more. Gates will open at 4 p.m. Kickoff is at 5.30. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. By the way. Make that money, Jerry. It was packed last week. I heard it was packed. I heard it was packed. People came out. Well, if it was packed for that game. It'll certainly be packed for this one. Of course. You know, it grows and grows as uh, each round goes. So, Clarence Hills, Fort Worth Star Telegram, John Michaud of the Athletic of New East Crooks. This is the Media Mash. Tyler Smith t- spoke today. I came in late on Tyler Smith. And um, the, the thing I didn't want to ask because it was rep- would have been repetitive, but uh, the challenge for him having to deal with Joey Bosa. Nick. I mean, Nick Bosa, Joey's little brother. But um, – yeah, he started off at left guard. Peters gets hurt, so he kicks out to left tackle. I'm anticipating him to be the left tackle for this game. Yeah, no, I am too. Um, it also is kind of one of those – you can kind of look at the big picture and see why uh, Mike wanted Jason Peters, if he was going to be healthy, to be out there, have another veteran presence, and then you have Tyler on the inside. Uh, would help a, a lot more with this matchup. But I don't know. Tyler Smith, I thought, has played pretty well all season long, especially for a rookie. So I think he's up, up for that, that challenge. It's going to be – I mean, you can't sit here and go into this game and go, oh, well, I expect him just to take away Nick Bosa. No one's taking Nick Bosa away. So, I mean, but I don't think it's too big for Tyler. He's going to have moments where Nick Bosa is going to get through and, and Dak's going to have to, you know, make some moves and get get out of the pocket and do things like that. But, uh, I mean, that's just, that just like going against Micah Parsons on the other side. I mean, yeah, I mean, things are going to happen. You know, the thing that, you know, and let's, let's give ourselves a pat on the back that, you know, we, we predicted last week that he was going to stay at guard. And we talked, you know, I talked to him in the locker room. Brought that news here to, to Media Bash, and 
Well, they're going to miss is Connor McGovern as the big jumbo tight end to help the the running game. You know, when you that, that's one of the reasons why you 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 wanted Peters out there and you had you know, Tyler inside and the tight ends don't. You, you need to get that running game going. That was one of the benefits of of certainly having the veteran Jason Peters out there. But you also can use the jumbo package, which you plan to use during the preseason. You really haven't been able to use because of the injuries at the tight end, but. Again, Tyler Smith, it, we, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Yes, he's, he's under the microscope with the Bosa. But what he's been able to do all year is just cannot be understated, going from guard to tackle, tackle to guard, back inside in the same game. He was he played a great game against Tampa Bay. He was physical. Uh, you hope his physical style translates against his physical Defense line, yeah, he's gonna have his moments, you know, with Joey Bosa. But I think the Cowboys like his his demeanor, his, his mentality, his physicality of helping be a difference that they didn't have last year when they went against San Francisco. I look at Smith, and you guys tell me if I'm crazy here, but just some of the some of the players that you know the defenses he's had to face this year, you know, Tampa Bay in that first game, you know, they yeah. they were getting after, him. Um, and that they, was Shaq. They had Shaq Barrett, yeah, you know, he, and week two, you got you got Cincinnati. You know the Giants. You know that, that that that's that's a good front. We see where they are in the playoffs here. The Washington, um, the Rams. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald got after him. Uh, right. pretty that's good. the one that stands out to me. Is when they and that was clearly part of their game plan. They were going to move Aaron Donald over there and go after a rookie. That's the only game that stands out to me where I you know you come away from me and you're like man he had a rough day in the office. But again, kind of like the Nick Bosa thing. Who doesn't have a rough day? Yeah, uh, and he settled down enough for them to get the win. Right. Yeah, and then you got you know Philadelphia, Detroit. So he's faced some good pass rushers yeah. even in, in, in Green Bay, and and uh, so I look at that and I just say to myself, I mean, look, it's still going to be a hard day because Bosa's going to be Defensive Player of the Year, but you have gotten some tests, and and that's going to be obviously it's going to be a challenge there. But boy, what a what a what a fantastic pick! Oh, great pick! People Cowboys. question, but and and. and not from your traditional schools, not from Wisconsin and Michigan and Ohio State and Alabama, where you get these offensive linemen from a Florida State or wherever else, from Tulsa. A guy who's a raw project. You know, he only played two years of tackle. Started one or two years in high school. You know, he wasn't a can't-miss project. And they saw something, they continued to develop him, give the coaches credit, give the Cowboys credit, but give him credit because it's not just his physicality, it's his mentality, it's smarts. He's a smart guy, smart player. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but I also think he would have been Alabama guy or whoever uh, if he stayed one more year at college. Right, but you he was the transfer. But it was still a, he would. Have, I, they right. were all interested in him after that. This all past all season, of that, but so. he didn't, and so you still right. have to project because yeah, you hadn't seen sure. that in him in that top level competition week yeah. in and week oh, out. Oh, for sure. And I don't. Even, I think that even the front office is pleasantly surprised with how well he's played in that situation because it wasn't about just, hey, we need a guy that can step in here right now and be really good. It was, hey, we got to start looking towards the future. This offensive line is starting to age. we got to start looking towards the future. Where do you find offensive tackles? You're going to have to draft them in the first round. So it wasn't just about this year. It was about going forward, and he steps in and plays as well as he did. I think that even to a man that they might not have thought that he would have played <coughs> that well. Bless you. Bless you. Bless Sorry. You. So many people have looked Sorry. at, as you said, hey, he went to Tulsa, he's in the American, and they just discounted the player. And then also the, the many quote-unquote draft Knicks who are saying that's too high, that's not good he value. Too many, too many holding penalties. The technique Correct. is awful. Correct. And the Cowboys did their work. And he's a finance major. And I will tell you, as someone who has had to take finance classes – Recently, you gotta be smart, man. Yeah, and, and listen, wear you out, man. And listen, and Tulsa ain't no Tulsa's a, a, a tough school. That's that's a very good school academically. 
And so to be able to be in finance and graduate in finance at Tulsa, that tells you about his smarts. But it also is his demeanor. The Cowboys, his athleticism and his demeanor, his, he, he's, he's smart nasty. You know, he's a smart guy. You know, he's book sense. He's smart. But he also was nasty. He likes to be physical with you, and that's what you like. And about. a lot of things you hear about him are very similar from the organization that they've been saying for the last two years about Terrence Steele, the showing up early, you know, doing things because of, hey, I seen Jason Peters doing this type of thing, going in the cold tub and all that early on. Like, I need to do that early in the day, uh, following around, you know, Zach Martin, doing things that these other veterans that are around him have been doing that made them so successful and, and being one of those first guy and last guy to leave that constantly wants to, you know, take his game to another level. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's blown me away this year in terms of just what my expectations were for him. But I, I don't think he's come close to reaching the ceiling. And, and, and raised the right way. I mean, mom's an educator in Fort Worth School District, you know, and, and has the right demeanor. You know, that's my – you know, we talked about last week. Mom didn't even go to Tampa Bay. You know, you take care of your business. I got things I'm doing. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a celebrity parent, so to speak. And, 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 and again, just knowing the family and talking to the family uh, before the draft – during the draft, after the draft, how he's handled everything. I can't say enough about Tyler Smith. He is. And unfortunately, he's not going to win, you know, an offensive rookie of the year award because people don't look at at, at, at offensive linemen in that fashion. But I keep going back to the fact two weeks before the season started, he had to go from exclusively playing left guard as a rookie, kicking out to left tackle. That is so hard. The hardest position on the offensive line with no experience coming from Tulsa to do what he has done. And now you're talking about a kid that's getting ready to play in a divisional playoff game and and, and having to go up against uh, Nick Bosa. I, I can't tell people how big this is and how much of a win this is for Will McClay in the Cowboys' front office because this just doesn't happen. And then, all right, hey, you're in the middle of a playoff game against against Tampa Bay. Peters goes out. All right, now you're the left tackle. And they did not miss a beat. And we saw all the comebacks uh, this weekend in, in the Super Wild Card. There was no comeback. They kept it going. They were able to keep rolling. That speaks so much to him as a player, Joe Philbin, you know, got to give them credit. Um, it, it just It's an underrated story. And it's like, because we're talking football. Some people, oh, that's too, that's too deep in the woods. But it matters. Because if he wasn't any good and he was getting beat like a drum, then we'd all be talking about it here. So they're able to go out there and play. Um, I just wanted to make sure we spent some time to give Tyler Smith, give him his credit. No, he should. Uh, when you talk about rookie of the year ballots, he's not going to win it. When they have the NFL honors, uh, he's not going to win it. But, boy. I'm sorry, and I, I don't. And I'm going to sit here and tell you, I know who is going to win it. I don't know. I don't know, but it's probably some receiver, you know, running back. But uh, man, it also feeds you know, into how good the, the Cowboys have been. Is, I can't. I can't. Who was offensive rookie of the year? Who's you know, this year? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably Garrett Wilson, uh, Jets yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, Garrett. Well, I'm just trying to think of, but I'm just I'm trying to think of the candidates and. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the running back for the Seahawks. Seahawks. Oh yes, I, he didn't, but he wasn't even the start at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think of, you know, the the, the high picks. The I know. Problem, the problem I, is, I know Sauce Gardner should win the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. The Rookie problem is though, also with with those awards, is that look at the perception of the Cowboys' offensive line. I feel like to win a award like that and as an offensive lineman, you'd almost have to go somewhere where it's just an awful offensive line, and all Cincinnati. of a sudden you stabilized it. Yeah, exactly. Where I think just from afar, everybody but, still but, thinks this, this is but it's Cowboys. Not. I know, right, but I'm just saying, you know how those awards are voted on. Everyone's yeah. not looking into the fact of just like, no, this offensive line isn't the Cowboys one of the past. But speaking of those of the past, um, it also the Tyler Smith pick just feeds into that, you know, 
just because you take an offensive lineman in the first round doesn't mean they're going to hit. But the Cowboys have hit on all of their first-round offensive linemen, going back to Tyron Smith, and it's not like they've all been these top-five picks. Uh, there's just a lot of teams that continually draft offensive linemen high, and it's not. there's no guarantee that they're going to hit. But I feel like if you're a Cowboys fan, you just assume that because of how much success they've had drafted in the first round. Very good uh, you know, very good draft for the Cowboys this year is one reason why they're also uh, moving on. Divisional round to face the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday in Santa Clara. When we come back, I want to dive into number four with John Machota and Clarence Hill. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Dr. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Back, 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 to back, back to Media Mash. Media Mash, brought to you by nobody. It is John Michaud of The Athletic, Clarence Hill, The Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I am Newey Scruggs. All right, Dak Prescott, let's get into that. And because Dak played so well, we've waited over 30 minutes to get into uh, number four. Five touchdowns in this game. And Dak was dogged mercilessly after the Washington game. Deservedly came out, so. Came out and and answered the bell. Tied Tony Romo for two wins, playoff career wins. <laughs> I thought Todd Archer would tweet that, but he didn't. Wow. Shots wow. fired. 
He's not even here to defend himself. I mean, he was... That's his guy. You guys all have your guy. He was the ring bearer. You guys okay. all have he your... He was the ring bearer. I have no guy. It's caddy. It's caddy. It was caddy. You're talking about me? No. So, so... Um, <laughs> I'm talking about you. What do we have to say about Rain Dakota Prescott as he gets ready to go to face the 49ers? It's stunning. It's stunning that you could have that bad of a game against Washington and... Let's not act like right out the gate it looked like he completely turned it. The way that that first couple of series went, you're like, this is going to be a little bit of uphill battle here. Um, and then he was able to really – the play I keep going back to is that second and five on the third series where he threw to Gallup near the Cowboys sideline. And it wasn't a great pass. It was high. Gallup went up, climbed the ladder, pulled it in. They get the first down. And it just seemed like everything – it was their first first down. It just seemed like everything clicked after that. You could just see the confidence growing in Dak and um, – I, I just every part of his game, I just when he was running the ball, um, even every little thing like the, the fake on the handoff to Zeke when he ran he ran the boot over to the that left side perfect. for the touchdown, like you couldn't run that anywhere. It just like you, he just he was completely in the zone, and it just fascinating to see that off of just how off he was against Washington and and just how locked in he was in this game. That I know it might sound like hyperbole, but like. I really feel in a way that I watched him play his worst game and possibly his best game in, in, in a week. It's just crazy. It's not hyperbole. Those are facts. That was his worst game. There are reasons for that, but that was his worst yeah. game. You know, and I don't know if they were all locked in. I don't know if he was trying to press too much. I think they had, you know, whatever against Washington. It, it was the, you know, it was from the drop punt to the muff punt to the drop pass, the first TY, you know, yeah. drop pass. Things were just off kilter for the entire football team. And Dak was the epitome of that against Washington. It was his worst game. Worst game in completion percentage, I think, his second worst game uh, uh, in quarterback rating. And certainly the, the the pick six, another interception, all that stuff. You add all that together, it was his worst game. And, and fast forward, a week later, he does have his best game. Finest moment, best game, especially in the situation he was in, and everything, the pressure that was on him, going against Tom Brady, all that stuff, playoff game. There's no question it was his finest hours of Cowboys quarterback. He needed it. And as we look forward, you know, Dak Prescott is the reason the Cowboys should be Super Bowl contenders. Dak Prescott, you know, when Stephen talked about it, we talked about it, Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback that can uplift us. He's the guy that can uplift us. He's the guy that can be a difference maker for us. Look at the other quarterbacks in the NFC. You got a rookie in San Francisco. You got Jones in New York. Danny Dimes. Um, and, and, and Jalen Hurts has had a great year, but he's never been here before. And I've said it, I said talk to somebody else, Dak's ceiling is above all their ceilings. When they're all playing well, Dak's ceiling is greater than their ceilings. Where are you going with this, man? Keep going. I'm just saying that, you all know, right, it's not right. like you, there's no Aaron Rodgers. Dak is the difference maker for the Cowboys. And if we talk about 49, what they got, well, you look at these playoffs and all these quarterbacks who've never won, never played on this level. Dak has, has the most playoff experience left. He's been there before. He got the most, you know, whatever on the wall. Dak should be a difference for the Cowboys. They, yeah. they should be happy to lean on Dak compared to what the other guys got. Pick it, up it, from that. Pick up from that. I will say this. Like, I agree with you on all of that, especially with those NFC quarterbacks. It just – it's tough for me to – and clearly, a, a, that game's going on. There was not a doubt in my mind the way everything was rolling. I'm writing about Dak Prescott. That's all I'm writing about is Dak Prescott for this game. 
But it's hard to just say that he would be there because what Micah Parsons is doing and the way he starts. No, set I'm the just tone talking about from a quarterback from standpoint. A quarterback standpoint. Yeah, I'm talking from about a quarterback. quarterback standpoint. Standpoint. Sure. We're talking about quarter. When I think of them having a chance to win it all, it's not just because it's the combination of those two on opposite sides of the ball is what makes me think that it's possible. I, I agree, but what I'm saying is like the Eagles have a great defense. Okay, yeah, they don't they have, have great, anybody on defense. Is that one player? I know, that but they does have that, a collection of great. The 49ers right. do. They have yep. They have a number of defensive players. Right. Okay, and it, it is great as Michael Parsons is. You know, he needs. He's going to need help. Yeah. I'm just saying that when we talk about quarterbacks and the inexperience of quarterbacks, yeah. it's always been he couldn't get over Tom Brady. He couldn't get over you know Aaron Rodgers. There's not oh, that yeah, yeah. guy left in the playoffs. Dak is the most experienced quarterback. Yeah. Uh, in the NFC. For sure. And he's the best quarterback. His ceiling is above all their ceilings. Right. When, no, I agree with all of that. When you start to look at just the all right, your AFC, it's Mahomes, it's right. Josh Allen, it's Joe Burrow, yeah. it's Trevor Lawrence. Then you look over at the NFC, you've got Prescott, you've got Hurts, who's never won a playoff game. you got Daniel Jones, who just won his first playoff game. And and then you've got, um, Purdy. You've got Brock Purdy, who... Um, he's a rookie. Who, who's a rookie. No, really, so, you could have had, and, and, and if anybody's listening and thinks that's, oh, well, they're on their third quarterback... Dak's got a higher ceiling than all of their quarterbacks. Yes. So, yes. so from that standpoint, we talk about a quarterback league, and if he takes this performance, yes, it, it, it does it again, almost in in a way of Joe Burrow last year. Okay, Joe Burrow did it once against the Raiders in a game that was very close. Yeah. Then ends up doing it again at Tennessee. It does it one more time in Kansas City, where guys can get on rolls and actually start to make the name for themselves. I remember with Troy actually doing it in that Super Bowl twenty seven run because the year before that, um, Burline had won the game against right. Chicago. And then he started against Detroit. They got drilled and Troy came in late. But it was when and, Troy and Troy was unhappy about that. Yeah, as he should have been. And so that was when he so he got going and, 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 and rolled from there. And I like the attitude. Like I go back to you took you Talk about the fake on the touchdown, and I know a lot of quarterbacks. He could have thrown that ball to Schultz. You know, he could have easily thrown that ball to Schultz. Schultz was wide open. He, you know, sometimes they, they like those stats. Yeah. You know, you know, he he, he clearly had five touchdown passes. But I'm not taking any chances. I'm running this thing in, and his running, his mobility, using his legs throughout that game. That was a difference, and that's going to be a difference for him in the playoffs because his his whole game. His entire game was on display. Use your legs. Don't take any chances. If you're questioned about throwing it down, check it down. Use your legs, and then get your big play. What can C.D. Lamb do against this defense? I mean, I feel like C.D.'s played his best ball during the second half of this season. I think him and Dak are on uh, – they've taken their game to a different level. Like, you've really started to see them, you know – Obviously, CD came into the season as their number one. I think he's solidified that in this back half of the season. And, uh, and again, the way that game started, the way he went to CD on, on sim- some simple throws and that those weren't completed, that's where I was kind of like, is this just going to be a carryover from that Washington game? Because I believe for this team to be at their best on offense, CD has to be playing well. And he has played well, and he looks healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I felt it was good even though, you or any of us could have probably made that touchdown pass to him just because of the blown coverage. Like I thought it was good to get him in the end zone too. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mr. No, I've seen. Yeah, and, and going back to that fourth and one. I, just I mean, meant we, we, more we, in the blown coverage. You, you were talking about the fourth and one earlier, and I mean, I just think that that's a you know. Let's give Kevin more Kellen more credit as well. Yeah. Because everybody said, well, they 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 went for it because they didn't trust the kicker. No, they went for it because they were trying to kill the snake. Yes. They were trying to cut the head. That was a kill shot. They had just scored a touchdown. The Cowboys had just had punted for the first time since the second quarter. They were trying to – they had opportunity to kill the snake. And 
everybody had it going. And, you know, we, 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 everybody went so crazy over Doug Peterson play call, you know, you know in, in the playoff game on, on that fourth down call. Well, let's give Kevin Moore some credit. That play call on that fourth and that scheme, you know, and you saw Schultz celebrating before CD even caught the ball. They had them in a bag. They they had them locked up. They everything yeah. was going. That's the one big difference that everybody should know. It it doesn't take a genius to to look at the game plan against Washington and how vanilla that was. Yes, that's and what I'm saying. The stuff. Like they weren't gonna sit there and roll out at Washington and be like, No, let's do the McGovern package and show everybody in the league that we were doing you know, I mean the little things like yeah, that. Yeah, so different. that's part of the thing with with Dak and, and the whole thing. They did not bring you know, they say they played to win, but they didn't bring the game plan. And you look just and even on how they played defense, not you know, Nation All Right was a big part of the game plan against Washington, right? <laughs> he wasn't even active, okay? Right. <laughs> you know, so they were tinkering things on defense. They were tinkering with things on offense, you know, trying to see what we're going to use. Again, Noah, Noah Brown was not a part of, big part of the passing game against Tampa. There were no deep shots Noah Brown. He was barely out there on third. And T.Y. Hilton was a big part. So, you know, it was just a whole different game plan, different mentality by everyone. And certainly Dak was certainly a pity. The other thing sure. I just wanted to get at real yeah. quick, though, is when I, when I was talking about Lamb, though, being better right now, I certainly expect him to be much better this time against San Francisco. Than, yeah. how, do you know what his numbers were last year yeah, in the, in the one playoff catch game? catch and seven yeah. targets, right? Uh, yeah, f- yeah, five targets. Well, yeah, I mean, they didn't score he, a lot was, of points. They scored 17 right. points. And, then, you know, it, it's part of the game plan, part of the mentality. And they'll try and take and, him away. And, and this one too. They will, but I don't. Again, I don't think they have great cornerbacks in San Francisco. They have a great defense line. Yeah. You know, they got you. Uh, my boy from Kansas City with, with, with the Cowboys is their best cornerback. Um, he used to be with the Cowboys. Yeah, he was I, exactly I can't get my mind has gone blank. Yeah. But they're not Pro Bowl cornerbacks over there. So defensive side one. Does Neville Gallimore get a? Hmm. Is he playing this week? And how how do you well, how do you check my, how do you check Christian McCaffrey? Last week it was about stopping the pass. Okay, and so they went heavy in the secondary, light on defensive line. You know, this week you have to stop the run. So I, I just don't see Gallimore and Bohanna being down. One of them should be up. Traverius Ward. Yeah, Traverius Ward. Was um, about. But one of them should be up this week, and they, they have to be physical. They have to tackle. Uh, they have to stop the run this week. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. There's just so many fascinating matchups in, in in this game because I look at a McCaffrey and you're like, all right, so what do you do with that? Is that all Leighton Vanderesh, or is it a combo of it's going to have to be some Leighton Vanderesh, some Donovan Wilson because of how much it's not like he's just a runner. He does no, so much in the past game, and too. you have to get him on the ground. Another, McCaffrey is stronger than you think. He's certainly shifty as they come, and stronger than you think. You have to get Debo on the ground, and you got to get him on the ground. And I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was that's one of the things that came out of the game that I thought was a little concerning was Trayvon Diggs is tackling in that previous game, Ooh. and you have to be able to tackle Debo. You cannot let him break tackles and make these big plays. And I just think Diggs is going to be on Debo a lot, and that's going to be such a he has to tackle better in this game. Oh, he has to be. Yeah. He he was turning down tackles and and and, and against the, the forty. I mean not forty, but against Tampa Bay, he has to tackle. I mean, and Kittle is always going to be a factor, but I just I think they have the safeties, you know, especially with J. Ron Curse, that they'll be able to, you know, they'll be okay in that matchup. And Ayuk, I think they'll have guys for that matchup, but that McCaffrey in the pass game, how they're yeah. going to defend that, and then and then him breaking tackles and Debo Samuel yeah. breaking tackles, so those are the biggest concerns. Yeah, those 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 two guys are the ones that break your back. You got to contain Ayuk. I mean, you got to contain Debo, and you got to contain McCaffrey. It's going to be fascinating because Kyle Shanahan can call some plays here and he goes up against Dan Quinn, who 
They yeah. work together in Atlanta, so they kind of have a feel for each other. And, and last year, uh, Shanahan got the better of it. But I have said, going back to that game, while San Francisco won it. It was a close game. Their it became defense, close. Their defense was not the issue. Um, it was so much of what the Cowboys did offensively, just shooting themselves in the oh, foot, yeah. all the high penalties. I mean, you just made it harder on yourself. Yeah, I think this Cowboys team would love to be in the exact same t- situation that last year's Cowboys team was in in those final five minutes. I mean, for one, Warner's not on the field, Nick Bosa's not on the field, and I just feel where Dak is with this passing game coming off of that last game, they would love to have four minutes to go, yeah. a chance to score yeah, it, a touchdown. It, it, it to wasn't win. the final drive. It was no, that drive before the, right the final before drive. They, 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 they had a chance to go down there and win. And, you, you know, you – Again, you you say the defense wasn't an issue, but you can't give up that back breaking run, that cutback run that the Debo have. You have you, you cannot yes. defense cannot Correct. give up those big plays. Correct. Like, you Correct. know they, they they cannot do that. But yeah, listen, you you, you like your opportunities. Hey, you're glad you're here. It's, we haven't talked about it. the short week. It's unfair. Life is unfair. Mm-hmm. They played on Saturday. The Cowboys played on Monday. It's a physical team. They got more rest than you. The but Ram, Jerry loves been on played TV. on Monday last year. I'm just talking about and this Cowboys did, team. I'm talking fine. about this situation. Yes, I understand. I'm just talking about this Cowboys team in this situation. They do have the benefit of rest. Yes, it, it worked out for the Rams. I think the Rams were at home. They were at home, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They weren't traveling from one coast to sure. the other coast. So all that factors in. But, hey, no one cares. I just see them being very well. They're not going to – it's not like they're going to be killing themselves in practice. Well, they're not. Week. They're not in practice a, today. I just see a very, very motivated team. The oh. way that all this is set up for them, there's no lack of motivation in any of these games. I mean, obviously you want to get the Super Bowl and all that too, but just the way everything's setting up, to get by Tom Brady, to sit there and have – you get to face this 49ers team that – those players feel like they were better than they played in that game yeah. last year. You get a chance to avenge that against a team that, hey, everybody loves right now. They're playing so well with Brock Purdy. Everything's going great for them. You know, that, I just think there's there will be no shortage of motivation. All that said, he's picking the 40. And, yes, and, and, and it really – yeah, <laughs> I like Dak that. talked I like about that after the game. He said that, that before the game that last week that DeMarcus Lawrence talked about that, that – it's setting, setting up, up setting perfectly up. for them. Yes. You know, you get to play teams that beat you before, yep. but you also get to play teams you're familiar with. And so you 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 Tom Brady, you get to slay that dragon. Now we're all mad about 49ers. Well, we get a chance to beat the 49ers. Then if you beat the 49ers, get a chance to get the Eagles. So they're all familiar teams. There's or nobody the Giants at home. Or the Giants at home. And let's we're gonna have to leave it right there. So thank you very much. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram, John Show to Athletic. I'm Louis Scruggs. This is Media Match brought to you by DallasCowboys.com radio. It went so fast. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?